This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Monday, January 9th, 7.30, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Number three TCU taking on number one Georgia. Georgia laying 13 points. Georgia minus 500. TCU plus 375. On the money line, and the total is set at 62 and a half. This spread opened Georgia minus 14, so immediately TCU money coming in. And Chelsea, we will certainly talk about this game much more because we still have plenty of days to go into the numbers, look at the metrics. But initially, are you going to follow the money here and go with the horny toads? Yeah. And I think the difference between like sports betting and just analyzing a matchup when it comes to, you know, just playing football. You would say to yourself, well, Georgia, all the metrics love the Bulldogs here. Their defense is so amazing and their offense is good too, but it's built into the line. Like that's what people don't get. Like, yeah, Georgia's amazing and maybe they blow them out. But at what point do you believe what you see from TCU? Because hasn't that been the thing all season long? Nobody wants to believe that TCU is good, but you don't even have to believe that they're good in order to keep it Close, you know, because it's the national championship game. And I don't think anybody's worried about like blowing the doors off anybody. All you mm-hmm. are worried about here is simply winning a football game. And as somebody who was on Georgia minus six and a half last game, I feel like I have learned my lesson. Georgia's a great team, but especially when it comes to college football, and especially when it comes to a team like TCU that has just had this type of magic all season long, mm-hmm. like I'm not betting against TCU. 10-3-1 and one against the spread this year compared yeah. to Georgia, who's just 7-7 seven and seven ATS. I know the market hates TCU, but I will take the points in a team that's led by Max Duggan, who seems to be able to keep these cl- games close all by himself almost. You said something that I think is really interesting, and I think it pertains to TCU in particular, which is you use the word magical. And You really can't quantify that, as we know. But do you think there is something to that? Because, listen, I'll be the first to tell you, I've been doubting TCU all year long. They went 5-7 and last year. 5-7. and So this is is a team that started off the year 300-1 to to win the national title. Here they are, one win away. Do you think there's something to a team when they just have an it factor or there is something about them? And, yeah, you can't really put a number on it, but they keep defying expectations and maybe it's destiny or fate. I know that sounds a little cheesy, but sometimes you see a team make a run like this and there's just something about the way the team is put together, the way that they're coached and the run that they're having that it's sort of meant to be. Is that overstating it? No, we saw it last year in the Super Bowl with the Bengals, who were not supposed to be the team that came out of the AFC 
And although they didn't win the Super Bowl, they still covered. And that's the thing here. TCU doesn't have to win. They just have to keep it within, uh, you know, a couple touchdowns. So I think that's the bottom line for me. When you are gifted this many points, I feel like that's the only side. Like maybe if you want to take like some, you know, one game parlay where you pick George on the money line, but still, I just feel like this is a TCU train that I am unwilling to get in front of because if you bet the other side and you take Georgia minus 12 and a half and TCU once again keeps it close, it's like, okay, you should have seen this because TCU has done this all season long. It really is remarkable what they've done. Again, five and seven last year, certainly not favored to win the Big 12. Now, they didn't win the Big 12 championship game, lost to Kansas State in overtime. Doesn't matter. They are here playing for it all. And when they beat Michigan 51-45 in the Fiesta Bowl, that was the biggest upset in college football playoff history. They were eight-point dogs in that game. I think the thing about TCU is, and I admit to having this bias, bias, is that we talk about SEC bias, but the flip side of that is that you have biases against other conferences. And for forever, as someone who cheers for Texas, is a Longhorns fan, went to Texas, who has been in the Big 12 forever, each and every year, all I've heard is how bad the Big 12 is. The Big 12 sucks. It's just Oklahoma and everyone else. And there is a little bit to that. But also, I think that plays a part into why we don't necessarily believe in TCU. Just like when you look at Georgia, you say, oh, my God, it's the SEC. It's the best team in the SEC. It's a national champion. You look at TCU, and we've done it for the past few weeks. We say, yeah, it's a Big 12 team. I think if you just look at TCU on paper, you look at Max Duggan, what he's done. You look at the job that Sonny Dykes has done. You strip TCU off the helmet and you forget about their conference. This is a great football team. But I think that bias has been inherent a little bit and why a lot of people have faded TCU, at least up to this point. I know I've been guilty of that. Yeah, and that's why I thought Michigan was going to beat them. Honestly, I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be Michigan and Georgia in the national championship. And honestly, I thought Michigan had a shot against Georgia. And now that take looks very, very bad. Sometimes when you see the game before and you see the box score and there are some things in there that you won't necessarily see, because that's the only angle I'm trying to, you know, uh, Uh, expose myself to when trying to say, okay, I like TCU. What is the sabotage factor in that Michigan game? I will say early on Michigan stepped on their own foot several times. And honestly, that game should have been way closer from the get go. So Michigan was in this big hole because uh, remember what was it? A fourth and goal. And they called like a Philly special or something. Didn't work. Then they missed a field goal. So it was just a lot of opportunities that were missed. So, Michigan wasn't necessarily playing as bad and TCU wasn't as dominant, you know, in that first half as maybe people would have thought. And that game came down, you know, to the final minutes. So it wasn't even a blowout. So do you think it was a matter of Michigan, you know, giving the game away or do you think TCU truly earned that win? I think it was both. I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but it really is true. I don't know why in the hell Michigan ran that trick play. That is the (laughs) antithesis of what Michigan football is all about, right? Physical team. They run the football. Mm -hmm. They they make plays off play action over the top when they beat you with the run. I don't know what they were thinking there. Sometimes teams get too cute at the goal line. That's exactly what Michigan did. They also had a fumble at the one-yard line where they were about to punch it in. And there was a miscommunication on the handoff. The ball drops, TCU recovers. At the same time, 
Max Duggan made some absolutely clutch plays, and TCU had two pick sixes in that game. So it's a combination of TCU being opportunistic and also Michigan making some really, really bad mistakes. Let's flip on the other side for a second and talk about Georgia. And when you discuss Georgia, you think about that Georgia defense. Not quite as good as it was last season, but still a pretty stout bunch led by Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman, the centerpiece of that UGA defense. Are you concerned at all about Ohio State almost winning that game and C.J. Stroud going off? Do you think there are some weaknesses in that Georgia defense? Or do you think, look, this is the Buckeyes we're talking about. They have a ton of offensive weapons. I'm not going to worry about Georgia's D. Uh, yeah, I think there should be some concern when you've given up 71 points over your last two games. Yeah. Like, that is not characteristic of Georgia, and I would imagine maybe the defense is better in this one, but still, I think when you have a quarterback that is so tough to defend, like Max Duggan, because that's the thing. When you watch him play, it's almost like he is just willing himself to every single first downs, every single first down. And what did he have? Four touchdowns in that last game? I don't know. I just feel like he's almost a cheat code because he is going to be so hard to defend uh, against, uh, you know, whoever he's playing. So if there's ever a defense that maybe can put the the brakes on Max Duggan, certainly it's Georgia. But uh, I still think the over might be the play here. Just because when you're talking about the national championship game, every trick in the book is going to be used. And every yeah. team or both teams are going to be fighting till the last minute. So I think it's 62 and a half. This is a gettable total uh, with both these offenses being good. We've talked about how underrated sometimes Georgia's offense mm -hmm. can be. So I think uh, if I was playing a total in this one, it would be the over. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. And when you think about Georgia, I just fell into the same trap. I started talking about Georgia's defense. Nobody talks about Stetson Bennett. Here we are a few minutes, what, 10 minutes into talking about the national championship game. We haven't even mentioned Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett had four touchdown passes in the SEC championship game. He had 398 yards and three touchdowns in that win against Ohio State. So, yeah, as good as that Georgia defense has been over the past couple seasons, Georgia can light it up too. And also, Chelsea, like you mentioned, these teams are going to be hyper-aggressive, especially TCU. As a two-touchdown dog here, if they have to go for it on fourth down, if Max Duggan needs to take off, he will. So I like the over as well. Bill said in the chat, we talk more about Deion's toes and Stetson Bennett. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.